Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the NFR Cycling Podcast. Uh, it is half of your host crew, uh, Eric. On the other half, there is Rob. How you doing, Rob? Good, 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 man. What's happening, brother? Oh, not much. It's a busy day, and the weather in Massachusetts is not good right now. We had a, a nor'easter come through. Like <sighs> the the kids were out earlier today, and like power's out at Target. They're throwing away food. Like it's it's a little weird right now. Uh, it's completely not what we have over here. I'm looking outside. It's clear blue sky, and it's I don't know, 74, dude. California yeah. weather, 70 something. God, I don't want to <laughs> fucking hear that shit. But okay. <laughs> I'm glad you have good weather, right? <laughs> At least both of us aren't in shitty weather. It'd be nice That's if both of us were in good weather, but whatever. All right, Here so we, uh, we have we have some things to cover today that are kind yeah. of interesting, I think. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to the news, just so everyone knows what we're going to talk about, uh, we are going to talk about things that um, can improve performance that maybe you don't think about uh, mm-hmm. specifically. And uh, today we'll focus on uh, like respiratory fitness, breathing. Yeah, uh, pulmonary, all that stuff. So we'll talk about that. But before that, we have some business. Some business. Yep. Um, I'm gonna start. So I'm just gonna like take okay. this for a second. Cool. <clears throat> uh, again, if you're listening to this uh, and you have not seen it on YouTube, you should uh, because a uh, why not? And b you can see me like dressed up all in red in my little like Sith Star Wars thing to. <laughs> Commemorate the launch of the Visions uh, little anime stuff that they're doing on Disney Plus for Star Wars, which I don't know why we're talking about, but I'm mentioning it anyway. So watch us on YouTube. It's our podcast. We get to do what we want. But mm. watch the podcast on YouTube because you can see us and I make funny faces and Rob makes fun of me, which is fun. Um, but also, while you're on YouTube, you will notice that there was a video that we put up about uh, the Hammerhead um, mm. cycling computer. Yes. A little bit of an unboxing and, and, and like intro familiarization to it. So uh, we'll do more videos kind of in that same product review-y kind of stuff. That The point is that more is going to go up there. So get used to going to YouTube now and watching us do our stuff. Yeah. That was really all I had. I mean, and obviously the regular pitch of follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Yes, YouTube, yes. Subscribe, like, forward, send to friends, all of that stuff. Yes. Trying to grow You've actually... You have actually cycling business. I just have like, <laughs> I have pimp the podcast business. That's that's my business. Well, cycling news, I guess. So uh, yeah, yeah. I did that grizzly and we posted that uh, pod. That was our last podcast about that review. I've written about that. Um, and then I just did the good dirt ride over in, what is that? Mission Viejo kind of all that area and uh that was a 50 used to be known as the rwanda ride yeah the ride for rwanda which started off as a fundraiser uh and this was the last one they did 14 uh over 15 years because of covid uh kind of a super cool quick backstory so the guy that started it said it was on his 50th birthday he's up on the stage talking i had the chance to meet him shake his hand Mm-hmm. And he said, been cycling so long, he just wanted to do something cool for his 50th and then wanted to raise some money to buy some bikes and send them to Rwanda. And he said it totally blew away what they had expected to do. Uh, something like maybe 15 bikes, I think. And it was like 50 plus. Uh, fast forward to this past Sunday, the event, at, uh, which was what, the 23rd Saturday, October. And they uh, they have 
made like almost 1.4 million bucks just through a local nice. bike ride. So it was super cool. And and they super were stating, this is a fun ride. It's not a race. Come out and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, first time in a long, 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 long time I've done just a fun ride type thing. I wanted to carry fitness into the Filthy 50, which is coming up a few days from now, October 30th. Nice. And it was a really good event, man. There was, they said, uh, dude, 11 or 1,200 people within the 50-mile course. There was 488. So started at like a 0, 0700, uh, 7 in the morning. It was still dark. It was sprinkling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, go back to that podcast we did on equipment and I had my bag. I had, I just had everything. So as the weather changed, I had every single thing I needed to include food and just everything. Um, and that was a super cool, I'd never done that. We rode with Tim and Michelle. So thanks again to Tim and Michelle, because there were portions going through, what is it? O'Neill and Casper park. I think I've raced through their local and, uh, it was hugely helpful to know some of those little sections that were, you know, super tight downhill. So knowing what to expect, especially when it's a little drizzly and there's a lot of people out and I was treating it as training for racing. So I was racing up towards the front, super helpful. Mm -hmm. So thanks to Tim and Michelle for that, that, uh, you know, orange County cruise that time. Yeah. We, we've, we've called them out enough on this podcast that we should get them on the podcast. (laughs) All right. So, We'll, we'll, we'll keep trying on that one. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had to give that thanks because, yeah, that was uh, – but I could have used their help probably on one more because uh, I'm literally – it's probably top five to seven, I told you, bouncing around. Mm-hmm. And I missed a turn. So the 50-mile ride had this kind of like lollipop shape. Uh, that's super mm-hmm. simplified, but there was one loop um, – and I miss the turn and I end up at this uh, support section again for mm-hmm. the second time. And I'm like, dude, I ask a marshal, like, I'm a 50 mile rider. I already came through here. Do you come through twice? And he's like, dude, you missed it. Turns oh. back there. Be careful. So it's like uphill. I've got to climb. People are coming downhill. Oh, yeah. That's and so cool. uh, I'm hauling ass. I see an old teammate, Eric Lopez. And uh, from the cyclery and I'm, you know, dude, you're doing the 50, right? I I missed that turn. Did I miss the turn? He's like, no, 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 you didn't miss the turn. Follow me. Follow him. And then I realized I didn't ask him how far along he was. And when I realized, dude, did you go to the big gravel support section stuff with the green shirt guys? He's like, no, what's that? And I'm like, shit. So I almost went there three times. So I had to flip around again finish the ride but all in all it was 50 miles 5600 feet of climbing in like nice. four hours 12 minutes man so pretty stoked on that a little bit of a little bit of history um i did that ride i think in 2016 mm-hmm. somewhere thereabouts and it was in the original yes. black and red and white nfr kit that i did ah that that's right that's right yep. you might have to throw up a little picture of that now yeah i think <laughs> i think i will so it was the black and red uh, very simplified NFR kit, mm-hmm. um, and we won't talk about the bike I was riding. <laughs> so that is but, true, though. Yeah, yeah, that was good stuff. It was a good ride. 
Yeah, that was that was a good uh, it was a super good event. Uh, here's another little bit too. So, I talked that last time. Remember, we're, we're talking about growing the group, the tribe, this community, mm-hmm. and uh, like that dream want I wanted is like, dude, to be able to be pedaling and see another NFR kit, you know, or someone with a cap, or just someone to know, dude, same crew. Yeah, someone besides and, uh, just me. Yes, right, and. Uh, I'm barreling through and I'm still like, okay, the turn is, yeah, all that stuff's kind of behind me. So I'm just kind of smashing to go forward, see how much time I can make. And I hear someone behind me scream, Rob, because there was a bunch of riders rolling around. I'm like, what the? And then I hear NFR. And I was like, I forgot to tell Ah, you that part. He's like, NFR. And I'm like, dude, I flip around. It's Bryce Lavodi wearing his NFR kit. And I'm like, oh, dude. So... Again, it, it was cool because it was this fun ride deal. So yeah, we just rode it up, rode together back and forth a couple times, and we we rolled through the finish thing together, man. So that nice. was cool. So I th- like cool. a thing actually happened that I was wanting. Just like that, that was a cool moment, man. Swobature, man. Swobature. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's all. Uh, that's all my news. All right, man, that was a longer intro than we usually do, but that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. Like you said, it's our fucking podcast. Mm. Although we make it for you all, so if that sucks, let us know and we'll stop doing it. <laughs> and you could go and let us know on iTunes. There we go. Review. This is true. But that gets me back into pimping the podcast mode. And I'm not going to do that because we're going to get into the meat of the conversation, uh, which is about um, other ways to look at performance, I think. Yeah. If, you, if you've been a long-time listener to the podcast, uh, you will know that I have had some health issues that have impacted my ability to race and ride, and a lot of that centers around um, like my lungs and being able to breathe. So uh, It's mostly about a constriction up in the upper airway around my vocal cords, fun stuff like that. But I think when, when I started having some of that trouble, uh, I started looking into <clears throat> different ways to uh, focus on being able to improve um, my ability to breathe, basically, um, that was not specifically tied to <clears throat> endurance training or, or workouts like we think about, right? Like, obviously, I'm going to get yeah. uh, I'm going to get a, a a pulmonary workout by going for a run or riding a bike, just by almost by proxy. Like when we're doing that, we breathe hard and we start to build fitness that way. But uh, how how might I be able to work on that? even just like sitting in a chair or riding the bus or whatever. Uh, and my search brought me to a product we've talked about maybe a little bit um, called an AeroFit, mm-hmm. which is a, 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 a device that um, helps you, it, it can restrict inspiratory and expiratory um, uh, breathing. And then you kind of took that and ran with it in a direction that was uh, different from mine that would probably be more relevant to to those listening to the podcast because they're not plagued with a chronic illness. Hopefully, if you are, I'm sorry because I know how much that sucks. Uh, but let's let's talk about your kind of how you uh, started looking at it, the research you did, and kind of the results that you've got, knowing that we've got 20 minutes to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So you're keeping me on constraint. Um, so yeah when Eric started to kind of encounter these problems and stuff, and that'll be something later talking about, he was looking at how to improve or hold on to as much of his respiratory capacity as possible. So I started to also research because this is my best friend, my longtime training partner forever. And it's just like, let me see what I can find out because 
he was talking about for you, those of you on the vid, this arrow fit thing. It's like a lanyard I threw on. And so Eric turned me on to this book, this ebook that came with the arrow fit, uh, written by a free diver, Sven something, I forget, but the guy was like a world record holding free diver talking about the uh, necessity. I thought I still had the book, which is why I dipped out. Uh, of screen, I was going to do the video thing too. Like and it's book. big. It's big. Yeah. That freaking book, man. It was yeah. a f- couple hundred pages. I want to remember yeah. I read. Um, so that was kind of the start of the thing. And it led to me reading, I don't know, eight or nine books and who knows how many other posts and studies and different things. But basically what this first intro was that cracked my mind open was like Eric said, we think about when we're pedaling and we're exercising, doing endurance types events. So think swim, bike, run that we're also working on those lungs. But as I've learned reading through all this stuff, we are not directly improving the um, effectiveness of the respiratory musculature, diaphragm, accessory muscle use, uh, accessory muscles that come into play when breathing. And that requires targeted uh, inspiratory and expiratory muscle training using tools like this, you know, uh, AeroFit. So I'm breathing in against resistance. You can breathe out against resistance uh, because the diaphragm is a muscle. It's approximately eight pounds worth of muscle. So all these books kept talking like, dude, nobody targets this. Yeah, It's the free divers. Um, there's a few others that are just like, uh, Zap Zotomelk was an like Olympic runner back in the day doing some breath hold stuff. I'll talk about that shortly, but they're like these the guys that are at the very tip of anything that's kind of inspiratory in nature are using inspiratory muscle trainers. Allison Dunlap, I want to say, uh, was the creator and wrote a book about the power breathe. So if you guys ever seen that, like, so this thing. Uh, has some knobs and the dials shrink or get bigger to increase or decrease resistance. And her power breathe was breathing against the spring. So if you mm. couldn't breathe against it, uh, you weren't yet ready for that. So I read her book, which was very cycling centric. And she was talking yeah. about a lot of super elite guys and girls that were using it to real big effect. And again, and because this was kind of her domain of expertise really talking about how yeah you can train and train and do all this stuff but you're not gonna like really impact that that those breathing muscles to the effect that you would if you're not you know directly targeting them just just as a disclaimer like we're going to talk about a couple different products here and and this isn't this isn't sponsored or supported by any of those products these are just rob's and my experience with these so um Take, take that for, for what you will. This is our actual experience with them and, and no one's paying us to say this stuff. <laughs> so I'll give you just like kind of a quick overview of kind of the transition. So one other, I'll try to, we'll have to put some books in the, in the thing. Cause there's a few pretty good ones in there. Um, okay. So we'll gosh. have those in the show notes. Yeah. Cause there's a few books like called breathe about just different styles of, of breathing, uh, and the benefits. And I'm, man, I forget her name, but she did a good job and especially a lot of good stuff for firefighters. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but she was talking about how we actually breathe, you know, instead of just super shallow, but you know, yeah. cir- uh, circumferentially, like really opening up the rib cage, <laughs> Belissa something, but we got to do all those things. So I'm, I'm not giving him credit. So Eric started with a power fit. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start this too. So I can see what it is he's feeling. And that was my goal to try to go through it to give as much helpful stuff as I could. Before we move on from the, the arrow fit, I just want to say there's also an app that connects to it that takes mm-hmm. you through uh, different breathing exercises, different, you can target different things within the app. Um, yes. There's a lung test that does a capacity piece and some other stuff. So it's more than just the the device and the um, the physical device. There's also an app that goes with it that helps you go through things. True, true. So the original stuff had the app. Now I think they'll just do a device thing and you can watch, but it's not synced like this one right here. So I think I, they have two models now. Yes, two they've models the, now. They've got the one that we have with that connection. And then yes. I think there's that other one. But anyway. For like 80 bucks or something. It's a lot cheaper yeah. because it doesn't have the computer piece to sync. Right. right. Um, so what I started doing was I was really following because they didn't have at the time a specific protocol more for cycling and they were still mm-hmm. really fleshing out the app. I talked with some of their support people over there at AirFit, super cool. Yeah, so we got I followed, pretty early with them. So Yeah, so like like most things, right? The yeah. Wahoo and all that bleeding shit. edge. Dude, so I followed that. a lot of Dunlap stuff. Uh, which is like two 30 rep breathing sessions, mostly focusing on the inspiratory because that's where you're going to really take the bulk of the gain. So I'm always about so that. Is it, is it reasonable to say, this may be a bad analogy <clears throat> or a bad comparison, that like <clears throat> when we're cycling and we're out doing our rides, right? Like we're building, we're building leg muscles, right? Like we're doing some of that. But it's different if you go into a gym and focus on yes. squats and leg yes. presses. So this is kind of like, instead of uh, getting that 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 workout in, riding your bike, and by proxy getting that extra fitness, like we are focusing on the lungs, we're targeting the musculature, everything around there. So it, like that's the comparison in my mind. Like it's it's about focus. It's about focus. So if we think of the diaphragm and those accessory breathing muscles as muscles, which they are, right? Yep. So to pedal and push more watts, like Eric is saying, to go faster, to go longer, stronger, whatever, we have to breathe against resistance also to increase the musculature of the diaphragm. So it's a pretty basic concept. So once I kind of understood that, I'm like, okay, yeah. I was doing stuff before intervals. And that's I would do why it after. That's why I got into it because the the as as the as the airway started to narrow and narrow, yes. it was taking more and more effort for me to get a normal breath. So I figured, well, if I can boost up the musculature yes. around that, it'll help it when I'm normally breathing. That was the point. Yes. I and so I'm going to shut up for a minute. No, no, no. That's good because you're jumping <laughs> in on all the little bits, right? Because yeah. another little crazy thing, right? Because think about whether you run cross country or swim or ride, whatever, endurance stuff, right? Sometimes you're just like, ah, oh, man, I'm getting like a stitch, right? Like, yeah. Remember, I'd always ask, like, what is that? I don't know. Sometimes they just happen. It's like they just tell you to drink. You weren't hydrated enough. Drink more water. Yeah. So it turns out reading these books, a lot of these folks are like, yeah, it's like a diaphragmatic spasm. So think Mm, of the times you do get it. You're hauling ass, right? And you're like, (laughs) and your freaking diaphragms just, it can't keep up. So just like when we ride and you're freaking hauling ass and you're like, oh, shit, you're getting that cramp of Mm -hmm. spasm. Same thing. So I haven't had, you know, think of those super max effort times sometimes where you're super yeah. breathing and you're just like, dude, I just like, there's no, you know, there's that feeling of like, I I can't do anything else. I got to like, I can't even breathe. Yeah. Um. 
so that's kind of the way I started to target it. Um, and then as I started going into different events, I was seeing benefits through intervals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I felt a lot stronger through Grizzly. I felt great at this mm-hmm. good dirt. Um, and so that was the start. So this inspiratory muscle training, breathing. Okay. So I'm going to say, I'm going I'm going to pause you there for, for a little bit of segmentation, right? Because what we're talking about is the, the musculature that controls the breathing, the diaphragmat, all that good stuff. And, and we really have two things that we wanted to talk about in this one. There's, so there's, there's that muscular piece, musculature piece, that is kind of the arrow fit focus. Um, but then there are other things that you've started to, 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 to use and look at through other readings. And again, we'll link all this stuff in the, in yeah. the show notes. Um, and I want you to be able to have some time to focus on the impact of nasal breathing and, and, and what that does, okay. which is a little different from the musculature part. It has a different kind of activation to it, right? True, true, true. So in the way that I started looking at this and building this stuff, because I was finding out about other things as I'm training, doing like, okay, let me just do the foundational, it's almost like anything, foundational musculature and building the support mm-hmm. system. Yep. Came across repeatedly uh, Patrick McCown, who was really uh, an advocate of what they talk about, like the Buteco method, which is like nasal breathing only, mm-hmm. uh, up to like the highest intensities. So I read a few of his books, one of the Buteco books and other people that were also talking that bit, you know, because I was trying to like smash all these together because some people were like very kind of siloed one or the other. And then there was all this science on breathing through the nose only that there's nitric oxide that is released, which is like a bronchodilator, which helps. Uh, the alveoli in your lungs to receive more oxygen. So to be able to pull more oxygen per each breath, that's kind of where Patrick McCown is in the, and the Buteco method. So my thinking was, okay, now I got this musculature to like, like really open it up. And then I would really want to maximize that. Um, and so that led into just like a lot of practices, like, okay, trying to just breathe through the nose, um, which again led to this other thing of nasal dilators. Right. So I went through a few. I'm just going to show them on the freaking thing, right? Because I'm like, okay, so it was Henrique Avancini, the Cannondale Pro mountain bike rider. I'd always be like, is that a nose ring? Like, what is that dude wearing? <clears throat> so what I started to find is like, oh, he's wearing, just think like the Breathe Right strips. Remember those things? Like oh, yeah. you'd use those strips because it would open your nares more to make it feel like you could breathe easier. Back in the day, I'm like, well, if my oral pharynx, right, the the opening for the mouth is bigger than the nasal pharynx opening for that, I was like, what's the point, man? Yeah. Didn't know about that nitric oxide, all the other stuff. There's a very calming effect as well of the uh, activating like the parasympathetic uh, nervous system, which is more calming when you're going through the nose also. So I'm like, okay, there's all these other things. I'm like, I could pull more O2 and instead of going fight or flight sympathetic, I could go more of the calming style parasympathetic. I'm like, okay. 
So I'd see him wearing these little things, right? Like these things stuff up your nose. I'm not going to do it here on the vid. This is all I would see sticking out. So this yeah. is one type. Like I, I was trying different ones because I'm like, I don't know. Nobody I even know wears these freaking things, right? Yeah. See, this is why I need to go do like listen to the podcast on YouTube so you can see the little things. Yeah. So you can see the, see the little things. So this is see like a max air. So I started to read. There was like a lot of pub health, different article things. So this thing goes up. You could see the look at it. Personally, I didn't feel like the Max Air thing did too much. Okay. Um, this is a turbine. So if you look up turbine, Chris Froome, you'll see pictures of him sometimes wearing this little thing in there. And it gotcha. was expandable. Um, and then the one that I really settled on was called the Woody Knows Best. Or something. It's got two different names. So this one plugs up. Mm. And again, it sticks out this way. Okay. That's what I stayed with. And I'm like, it just felt like the nares were open and mm -hmm. just with regular practice through doing intervals and the whole thing. I mean, I'm breathing through my nose at heart rates into the low 160s. So been That's able to I, do like yeah. one T max interval doing that, like mm, and then it catches <laughs> up. Um, and so I've really been focused on that because I have found that uh, breathing through the nose, it'll just slow you down. Sometimes we get, uh, nervous, afraid, super anxious, aggressive, or any and all of that stuff happens in a hardcore ride or race, right? Yeah. And we go from here I go, here I go, until like, oh my God, I got to catch him. And then pretty soon we're just, we're breathing really shallow. And yeah. you're just exchanging gas right here. And our lungs mm -hmm. go way the hell down there, man, below yeah. the rib line. And so going through the nose, since the openings are small, it forces a slower respiratory rate because you're trying to get that same big, you know, capacity yeah. in, which has been a trip. And I have found well, that it works and brings me back to the moment of what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know if it would be interesting. I, I don't know this. This is the first time we've already talked about it. So when I was out there in June and we were riding, right, like I still have my airway is like 60% of what it used to be. It's still not. Uh, and it won't ever be the size that it, that it was. <clears throat> so my breathing when I'm writing, like it is, it is long and deep and intentional, right? Where it's yeah. like, that's all I can do. I can't get, you can only get so much air through a, a, a hole so big. So what I have to do is I can't do the shallow breathing because I won't get anything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if you noticed that difference I did. or not. I they're did. Like, they're very long inhale inhalations and exhalations compared to what I used to do. And so that thing, that pattern, like the way you're talking about, you know, that's the pattern I found myself going into. That's what's required for that. Like, like you said, right, that airway for you is way smaller. So yeah. you're not, it doesn't matter even if you're trying to gulp air through your mouth. It's just like you said, Can't that orifice it. is way narrower. Mm -hmm. So you've had to slow the rate down. It's like breathing through a straw. That's what Eric is going through. So his breathing is a lot longer to get that sufficient air. So the other component of that is, it's in the beginning. I know that wasn't a very calming thing when this was first happening to you, but that is that stuff that it's it's no. it's better to go at that slower rate as opposed to like you know the super fast shallow. Yeah, in the, in the very beginning of that, I, I think I told you about it in a couple rides. It was like. I had to like continually have these internal conversations with myself. Yeah. It's like, you can, you can, you can't breathe well, but you can breathe. It's yes. a, you're not going to, you're not going to die. It's okay. Um, cause it would, it would absolutely feel like <clears throat> I could not get the air I needed. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it, it takes a little bit to get to get over that hump and understand that it you'll be okay. But it's a it is a very tricky mental game to play with yourself as you're as you're kind of going through that. And um, it's interesting. Like I I was basically I had no choice other yeah. than like to stop writing. Right. Where like you have the choice. You could like rip the like shit out of your nose or just start breathing through your mouth if you want to. So uh, I think maybe it actually you had to have a little bit more mental toughness than I did to keep it in because I didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is you've kept writing. This is going to be another episode because I have experienced the sensation because so the other thing too I've done to pile up on top of that is to stack on this training uh, mask, right? So that was another component onto breathing through the nose, which was uh, hypercapnic training and breath holds to simulate elevation stuff, which yeah. brings that oxygen starvation sensation that you had so dude there have been times i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. and it's like you said it's a lot of mental uh work right to to flip flop back and forth between your yeah. okay and to continue so where there have been times that i have taken a mask off and just like dude intervals are good <laughs> Eric is unable to do that, and it's just like it is what it is, man. Yeah, so is is. yeah, so I'll give you the tough, uh, the toughness badge there, even though I know oh. you don't want that. Yeah, we don't need that. Okay, so let's let's do a quick breakdown. We're we're at sure. thirty, almost thirty minutes, and I want okay. to try to keep it back to our normal. Uh, I like that time. So we talked about musculature, right? Yes. With the uh, uh, the restricted inspiratory and expiratory device, like an AeroFit. Correct. Um, so that was musculature. We talked about um, <clears throat> some of the the benefits of nasal breathing, which isn't musculature. It's I don't know what to call that. It's just a, a style of breathing, a, a breathing well, method. But that the I think the the interesting part for me is the nitric acid part, right? Like that. Yeah. It it changes oxide, the nitric oxide. Ni yeah. Nitric, okay. What did I say? He's breathing acid, and you can get better by breathing acid. <laughs> Don't listen to anything I say. <laughs> listen to Rob, not me. That's how this goes. Um, shit. Okay, so nitric oxide. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, which is, I think even in, there are some pre-workouts that claim to boost that. Yeah, so there's different things people will do, like leg openers, they'll say, because you're getting all those things flowing. <laughs> and if you're also doing that stuff through the nose, you're going to get that to trigger more. Whereas <laughs> Patrick McCown's like, hey, he's like got people, which I've done also, measuring with an O2 sat device and looking to see where you're at and, <laughs> and measuring. So that's I'm always about measuring. So the Darrowfit's got dials. I can see how much harder the... <laughs> You know, with an O2 sat, I could see how long I'm able to hold and see how low I could drop the sat. And then I can mm -hmm. correlate that to, you know, bike speed, bike power. Nice. So with a little bit of what we talked about today, you can work on your musculature. You can change the way the gas exchange works a little bit. Improve right? upon it. Yes. <laughs> um, with the, the nitric oxide kind of being triggered by the nasal breathing, yeah, I think what you said was, let's just use a liter, a liter of, of a breath. Um, with that nitric oxide, you're going to get more oxygen out of that liter than you would without it. Is that yes. true? Yeah. Okay. 
And so, so if we even back up one more, right, we work the we work the muscle. So let's just say for theory's sake, right, you're just getting two thirds of a liter. We work mm -hmm. the musculature. Now you get the liter. Mm -hmm. Now you do this stuff. Now you extrapolate more. That's how my head's working to like, okay, yeah. keep stacking these. Yeah. And like, I, I just think that like, I know what there's, this is actually a, a fairly, like we could talk about this for much longer than, than 20, 25 minutes. Um, but it's like opening your mind up to these things that are off the bike. Uh, yes. Yeah. Are, are, are really, are really interesting. And I think that like we had this conversation before the podcast started, we're like, is this marginal gains? Is it something else? Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't even know if it's marginal gain, right? Like it's a, <laughs> I don't think it is through what I've experienced, dude, because then here's another thing, and I'll just drop this. We'll talk about it completely later because yeah. guys are hitting me up. It's just like the high-intensity, low-volume style of training. Yeah. These guys are like, wait a minute. We're doing 50s. My buddy's doing 50s, and they're doing like 16 hours a week. You're training six hours a week, <laughs> and you're at the top, like, you know. Yeah. So that's a whole nut. So this is all stacked up with these things. It's like what is the most – it's like impactful training, I think, as opposed to that team sky started it right for us. I think me, especially like marginal gains, yeah. stacking up a 1% gain a 1% game and grabbing 20 of them for 20%, which I still do. But it's also like, dude, ain't nobody freaking working. No, like people are like, what is in your fucking nose, dude? Or like, why aren't you out training more? So yeah. high intensity, low volume, you know, breathing, training will just encompass it all is huge you know well, as i'm sitting at the front of a group going wow what the hell i am i am completely guilty of 40 some odd years of not thinking about breathing right like how often do we actually think about how we're breathing or or any of that right like you're gonna go do you're gonna do an interval you're gonna breathe hard you'll be sucking wind at the end and like that's yeah. the that's the level of thought that goes into into breathing specifically and it's your like it's your engine it's it's like the main part of your engine that shuts down you can't do anything so it's well, funny that we don't spend more time on it it's that's what and well Belissa Vranich that was the other person too breath ah. warrior she did a couple really good books but that's what they all kept saying is it's something we do unconsciously and in the mm -hmm. way that I'm always talking about moving and skills it's uh practices that make perfect it makes permanent and breathing as i said is the same thing but it is the one kind of an involuntary response which we yeah. can make voluntary and then affect all the other heart rate lactate yeah like all these other things can be manipulated through manipulating the breath yeah so not easy by any means. It's a simple process, but it's like a it's like every day I'm doing these little bits and I am now, what is this, couple few years now into this? Like, oh wow, man, I'm seeing the results, you know, of this yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. Like I said, it's a topic we could go into more. Yeah, I think, for sure. Um uh, from some of what we talked about, maybe this should have been in the business. It, you may you may write more on this after the podcast. Yeah, I will. I will write off this. I'm gonna start, you know the successive podcast. And if you guys have questions, this is always a good time too. It might come a little bit later, but ask your questions. If we get them in time, I'll throw them into the posts. Uh, and the post will be a little bit more of my specific kind of, this was my experience or, you know, kind of like the big bear thing, how I talked myself through that and visualize some of the most, yeah. uh, you know, difficult things. On, on, on the final kind of closing note, like it's, it's interesting, right? Like cycling is a very breath intensive like you need that, you need that air intake, you need that, that oxygen to keep things pumping and going. 
and it really is just kind of an unconscious for most of us, um, an unconscious, like the harder I go, the harder I'll breathe because that's how my body responds, blah, blah, blah. But then if you, and this may be stupid, I just thought of it, but if you think about some other types of exercise, if you think about yoga where like, you're not doing, you know, cardiovascularly intensive work, but you are very focused on your breathing during, during that time. Right. Like, so you've got these things where in meditation and in yoga, then you're consciously working on your breathing and you're thinking about it. But it is for that kind of like relaxing focus state. Whereas these other exercises that are cardiovascularly and pulmonarily intensive, we're just kind of letting things run, which we might want to think about that. Yeah. Big deal. That's that's even another one. Right. I do that. So that's that whole term even. Right. Yoga is like the yoke of mind and body and you're yoking them through the breath. Mm-hmm. So the more intentional in all things, man, I've been doing all these little things now because of all this breath stuff. And you're just yeah. where you're uh, what is the the. the, the um, you know, if you're controlling that breath, you're, you can really direct your awareness. And so everything else, you're getting way more benefit out of whatever it is that you're doing. So it is a trip, man. It is yep. a trip to be doing all this breath stuff now. All right. Well, I'm going to close this off cause we're, yeah. we're, yeah. we're, get, we're getting <laughs> there and going. we'll keep, we'll keep going if I don't, but like, thanks for, thanks sure. for introducing everyone Hell to yeah. this. Uh, and if, uh, as you've been listening, you want to, no more. Again, we'll put uh, links to all the books and the uh, or all the. Yeah, uh, I'll get them all together. I'll say resources because I know some are books and some probably are, are other mm-hmm. things. We'll get a list of all the resources for this in the show notes, um, and you can take a look at those yourself uh, and um, learn more. If you have questions, hit us up either through the website or on Twitter or Instagram or YouTube, and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, sounds good, bro. Cool, man. Thanks again. Really appreciate yeah, it. Always. And, yeah. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening, and until next time. Yeah, thank you, guys.